podcast about all things St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sadabe, and I'm finally sitting down with Rojo the Artist. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for finally talking to us. I think this has been a little while in the working, us sitting down and actually talking with each other. Um, I know. I've been busy. <laughs> I know. You're, you're a busy artist, but I'm happy we finally got you. So at what point did you realize that you really wanted to be an artist and do this full time? I think I was about 20, I think it was 22 when I like finally bit the bullet that like I quit my job and I pursued art full time. Um, I was doing a sales job with Frontier, knocking door to door, pitching people on Mm -hmm. frontier trying to get them to buy it and i also had uh i was an uber driver um part-time and i quit my sales job and then the next day i was gonna uber drive until i could just find something and i picked up this guy from this airport um from the tampa airport his name was rob and on our way to his house uh, he told me that he was a really big Dr. Seuss fan, and so I told him I'm an, an artist and that I could make something for him, and he showed me his wall in, in his garage and basically told me I could do whatever that um, I thought would be cool, like Dr. Seuss themed. And so like two days went by, and I designed something, and I showed it to him, and he loved it, and I was like ready to do this I told him I'd do it for free like I just wanted to be painting murals at this point so I painted that took me like two weeks and he lived in West Chase and I lived in Valrico so it was like an hour drive like there and then an hour drive back and so I was like really like just like didn't care about anything like I just wanted to be painting and after it was done, he was so impressed with it. Um, and I was impressed with it too. It was like my first like clean professional mural like with a theme and like, um, it was just. It's like the universe being like, yes, this is the way that you need to be going. Yeah. You know, just that nice, it's always a Rob, I feel like. Yeah. You know, I just feel like every Rob that I meet or know of, they're just like, they're chill guys. Yeah. You know, they're just always like, okay, yeah, come over here. We'll, we'll he was, no, he was super chill. Yeah. Uh, I was super thankful to meet him. And uh, he paid me like a thousand bucks for doing the mural. And then after I had that mural, the pictures of that, I posted that on Facebook groups and told, uh, basically just said, I'm an artist. If anybody's looking for like murals, whatever. And then this restaurant in Fishhawk uh, contacted me and it was it's called Park Square Social and I basically spent like four months there painting um, literally everywhere I spent like 400 hours in there Jesus and that was like a huge little chunk of my life at the time it seems like though like right off the bat for you you got really like big and pretty good gigs yeah after well yeah like after that i painted that restaurant though it like slowed down for me did it okay Mm -hmm. um i still did the same thing i was posting and like i would get commissions here and there but it wasn't something i could Mm full-time 
like do so I started working at the restaurant and I was basically pitching people when they would come in I would tell them I'm an artist and like I painted the place and like kind of like inserting my way that way mm-hmm. while also being on the clock and like serving and bartending until I could just not work there anymore and do art full time and how long like did it take you to get from like that to like kind of like the Rojo that we know now because now you're, you're hard to get a hold of yeah um well, I'm just like this is a crazy month crazy this is just like crazy to time for me right now I have a lot of projects and like I have to say no to projects right that's now that's good that's a great problem to have yeah no I'm, I'm really thankful for it I would probably say at the beginning of 2020 is where I really started to just like do commissions do murals and like do it full time and be doing it on a grind or like do be making things on my own um whenever i started working with um tribe seminole heights tribe seminole mm-hmm. heights is like a um community service um center and they offer because that's how you did like the big the the basketball court right yeah is through them they yeah they they basically like helped me out through for, through the entire um, process of that, um, but originally I went in there for a mural to do to do a mural at the school next door, and it was like these concrete panel murals, like leading up to the library, and they just wanted me to do like these sayings in graffiti and just like colorful and stuff. So it was like, one of them was like sharpen the saw or win win like so yeah when i went into tribe for that i just like walking into that building it just like resonated with me it felt very like homey like um i don't know how to explain it but i just knew i was going to spend a lot of time to this at mm-hmm. this place yeah so i started coming every day i hadn't even i hadn't even like done the school murals until like six or seven months later like what i originally went in there for and like um i was going there every day and i was like just kind of helping out and making pieces there she like offered me like materials and stuff so i thought it was really cool and so i would be like at like a table like and i would just be making my pieces and then eventually she offered me um studio space okay and just like we organized this one back room and she made it um my room when i say she i mean kiki uh kristen brown she's the director of tribe and uh she basically gave me a studio space in the back room um so i was coming there every day working on pieces you're just you like you're very lucky you seem to be at the right spot at the right time to meet the right people yeah. kind of like push you to that next step that you need to in a sense be in oh uh, i would yeah i would say i am very lucky i'm very blessed um thankful for it <laughs> but it is funny how like things work out at the right time when they do that's perfect take it yeah. i mean all the universe or like whatever you want to believe in really needs is you just being like thanks yeah thank you i 100 yeah. appreciate that and they're like okay here's some more yeah <laughs> like, it's like oh my gosh go. <laughs> so then how did you develop like your very unique style? Because 
you can very easily tell that, oh, that's Rojo. And there's like really no question. So I, this is something that I think every artist goes through mm-hmm. is like, where's my style? What is my style? How do I find my style? Because like you'll see artists with a certain style and they only do it in that they only work with that style. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I was like, I need to have some sort of style like this. I need to have my type of, like, style. So I was trying to f- kind of playing around with styles. I think um, it's important to, like, do, try everything, you know? Try, like, pop art. Try photorealism. Try, like, what, like whatever just like you think is cool like try mm-hmm. it like i would pay attention to like a lot of artists like that's how i um like i take bits and pieces from each artist mm-hmm. and like i'll kind of like mash them up make a collage of it and then that's how i kind of developed my own the like splatter style that i do is because the way i project onto uh, my surfaces the splatter style basically is creating reference points for me to like connect dots, essentially. Oh. So. So it's not just like some crazy splatter in a sense. There's a purpose. There's to yeah. It. It's it's a there's a purpose. Okay. So like you know when do you know the grid method? Whenever so like, yeah. So yeah. like there are certain ways to project you can use a projector Mm -hmm. and like have your image and project it onto the wall or the piece or wherever you're painting on or you could do like a grid where you create a grid of your piece on a small scale and then do it on a bigger scale Mm -hmm. and just like transfer that and then go square for square uh within the grid so i kind of thought like those two methods were very like time con- like the grid method is just time consuming it's it's so time consuming uh, and i used to do it for the longest time and i was just making pieces very slow ma- doing murals very slow they were so accurate but i needed something faster and the projector method i just never got around to doing it because i just felt like sometimes i'm not gonna have power sometimes i'm not gonna have like you know like the right um, conditions for it like maybe it's raining like you know so like it's not fun to lug it around either yeah so I needed um, a different method and I started doing like the splatter and it just kind of worked for me and like immediately I knew that this would work so like that's why I kept running with it that's why I kept going with it and eventually it just kind of became my like signature kind of style it's one of my styles my main style but i do have like other styles i do go through like in, mm-hmm. if someone really wants me to paint something realistic looking i will but yeah that's that's kind of how i that's why i do the splatters just basically I love the splatter thank I you i love it um i when we you did art wars yeah you the way that i was like positioned in my booth yours was the only one that i could like actually watch happen so yours is the only one that i saw unfold because i could not leave my tent yeah and i did not know that you guys were going to go the way that you went 
Yeah. You know, like I was seeing like kind of like tropical and then you guys were like, you know, like kind of like doing the whole kind of like tie dye and full of colors. So I was like, oh, it's going to be so cool. And then all of a sudden there was Donna Lisa and I was like, <laughs> how they pulled that out was amazing. <laughs> Because you had no idea really where it was going when you were watching it. Yeah. You, had, you really did not know yeah. the direction that you guys were taking it until it right. was done. And then when it happened, I was like, that's freaking amazing. <laughs> I tell all the artists that if they ever turn those like things like into prints, and I was like, I'm going to be the first one to buy them because yeah. I want them. Yeah. You know, the, the stuff was too big to obviously take home. I don't live in a mansion. Yeah. Um, if I did, I would take them home. <laughs> they would all be in my house. Uh, thank you. So how did you pick the name Rojo to be kind of like your your brand, your art name? So Rojo is, the R-O is from my last name, okay. which is Roldan. The J-O is from my first name, which is Jorge. Okay. So, and then, I love that. And then I grew up, that's just one part. Uh-huh. I grew up watching Power Rangers, like literally had all the VHS tapes of every like Power Ranger. Like I had like 18 different like versions of the Power Rangers, like all one, of them. And one like, millennial kid did not love Power Rangers. I loved Power and my, like my mom would get me all the, all the tapes and that's what I just kind of grew up um watching so i like i love the idea of like colors as people Mm -hmm. so that's why i decided to call myself rojo and like be the color red that's why i wear red for the most part when i do shows or when i'm like out and about um and eventually down the line i want to have a group of artists that like the little (gasps) and it's basically like the power rangers of the art world I love that. I can't paint or anything like that, so I'll never be useful to your group. But I always loved the pink Power Ranger, which is funny because I hate the color pink. Yeah. And I, yeah, I dressed like her for a few times for Halloween. And oh, that's really cool. I know, no, like I just, I don't know. Power Rangers was the best. I think the reason why our generation can work so well together is because we grew up on Power Rangers and Pokemon. Yeah. And Sailor Moon and the Winx Club and yeah. all of those things. Yeah. Kids these days, man, it sucks. It yeah. sucks. So, I love your bread art, or I guess your toast art, I should say. Yeah. How in God's name did you come up with that? (laughs) So, it's actually something that's been done before. Um, I just took the the craft and, you know, took it on my own. Like, basically just started doing it on my own. Where this artist, his name's Rob the Original on Mm -hmm. Instagram. And he does, he's, he's a crazy artist he does like um he's known as a barber like he does like portraits and people's hair um he he'll like do portraits on like horses he'll like shave them off and do like portraits on them or like designs in horses um he does toast art as well he like he does it with a blowtorch okay um and then there's i know there's uh, a like a couple different artists who do it with like an iron they'll like iron toast to get really sharp edges mm-hmm. and then make images using that not just a blowtorch with an iron mm-hmm. like you iron press the bread okay. and it'll like when you leave it on there a certain amount of time it'll create a sharp edge 
like using and then you just kind of like and then you like you use each piece as like um, a pixel oh. like you know or like that's cool okay okay that's cool like it's a puzzle the stuff that you can do with just everything around you yeah yeah um so i thought i thought his toast art was really cool and i was like i feel like i could do that like so i took a blowtorch and got some bread and started doing it and now it's the gateway mm-hmm. for what's coming okay where i'm i took that idea and i'm gonna be making a series for art basil this year and uh you'll just have to wait and find out what it is Uh, (laughs) that's not fair no cliffhangers but no we'll we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that that sounds exciting yeah do you have a favorite piece that you've done so far in your art career um a favorite piece i would probably say the jesus piece that i have done um I made it during Lent. Okay. And I made it in, uh, so Tribe mm-hmm. is in a church. Okay. So technically my studio was in a church at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was going through Lent. I had like given up alcohol for Lent. And I felt like it was just my time to get closer to okay. God. So I, um, I decided to make a Jesus piece. And originally it was going to be made out of like just nails and thread. And you can kind of see that in the, where I stopped and like I got impatient because it was just a lot of hammering and threading. It was going to take me at least two months to make it Mm -hmm. entirely out of nails and thread. And I, I'm not at a point where I can sacrifice two months for one piece that i don't know if it'll sell tomorrow or if it'll sell like in a year like you know you just never know so um i ended up like stopping the nails and thread and i started painting his other half and then i started gluing things within the color so like i would get like um like army men and like animals and i like spray painted them black and then I put them in the black where, like, his beard was to, like, camouflage into it. So, like, if you look at it from afar, like, it just doesn't look like it's a painting. Mm-hmm. So, like, it kind of draws you in with, like, the the texture and, like, the different things that I put into it. And as I was gluing these things, I, like, was visualizing, like, an I Spy page. Like, where it was, like, a bunch of random stuff. So then I really got, like, just random stuff and just, like, toothpicks and cotton swabs and um, dominoes and, like, just... There's a bunch of stuff in there. And I called it I Spy Jesus. And it was basically, like, an I Spy page come to life, like, actually on your wall. Yeah. And, um... That's probably been my favorite piece to make because I was like at a time where it was like, it was just like peaceful for me to make that. I wasn't like rushing through it. I wasn't, um, I don't know. It just really, um, I really connected with that piece. The the meaning behind it is nice too in a sense. It's in the middle of Lent. 
yeah. you know, you wanted to get closer in a sense to God, you know, yeah. it's, you know, do you ever get like frustrated sometimes too, is like where you're working on a piece and it's just like taking longer than you anticipated and you're just like, <sighs> that, is this worth it? That happens all the time. Like, that happens I, all the time. I'm like doing a picture for my sister's birthday and you know, it's like, I'm in no means like an art like an artist you know but i can put things together and it make it look cool and then when i give it to someone they're like oh this is so sweet yeah. you know but like it's it's like this one picture is taking me like two weeks because i want to be very very careful with it and it's driving me crazy right. like i'm losing my mind yeah i don't know if i could do like what you do where like you know i have to finish this piece because it needs to sell yeah i can't necessarily just like toss it to the side and be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that necessarily, it just happens with commissions. Yeah. When people put, um, like, when people put me in a box, that's when I'm like, okay, I can be in the box for a bit. And okay. then it's like, after like two days, you're like, I want to get out of this box. So yeah. Like, um, so, it's kind of like that, where like, um, if a commission takes me really long it has to be worth it for me like yeah. um whether it's like an opportunity or they're just paying me yeah yeah i you are still like being in a box um no 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 box no i notice most times like creatives they they just can't they really cannot like be stuck i can't be like i, I can't be like in a nine to five i can't have like a manager I can't have I can't have any authority above me like I don't like feeling like that yeah I, just, I like freedom I like freedom to yeah. do what I want you know and like the goal the I think what every artist wants is to be able to make whatever they want and people just buy it yeah for like that's the ultimate goal honestly yeah yeah ultimately yeah. if you really think about it that would be your guys's ultimate goal because yeah. then you could really just do whatever you wanted and whatever your soul called you to. Yeah. And then people just buy it. Right. You know? You don't have to worry about a client necessarily wanting something specific. Right. You know? I'm like, oh, I'm so close. I'm so close to that. Yeah. I think give me like till 2023, I won't be doing any more I think commissions. You might, I think you might be a little closer than that. Nah. Nah. I, I think one more year of commissions. Yeah. At least I like see maybe one more year, but I think you might be a little closer than, than you realize. So who would you like to collab with next? Collab with next? Yeah. Who's your like dream collab? Um, Tristan Eaton would be dope. Cause is dope. Um, I would probably say Tristan Eaton. He's like a dude I like really keep up with. Okay. And he's like super sick. It's super dope what he's doing. Um, I just I love his style of like mashing things up, changing like the different like colors and like keeping it the same theme. But it's like it's just crazy his style. I'm gonna have to look him up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You'll have to show me him. So I want to know how you were able to get offset that picture of his daughter um so i knew he was coming to tampa for the super bowl i knew that there was going to be a lot of celebrities in mm -hmm. tampa for the super bowl 
you really could have just had a ton of pictures in your I know. car and just been bouncing around all I of them. I know, I know. I wanted to make something for the weekend. I wanted to make something for, like, as many celebrities as I could. But I was honestly, I was, um, I had a show at the zoo that Saturday. And it was, like, a really fancy. It was uh, the Project Goat, like, okay. um forget what it was but it was real it's a really fancy show and i was there and then right after is when i went to go um deliver the piece to offset and this is me not even knowing if i could get to him or not he had no idea who i was before i gave him that piece so it was just kind of out on a limb seeing if i could do it and you know it's like celebrity hunting it's kind of fun yeah <laughs> So I knew he was staying at, um, I knew what hotel he was staying at. So I went there and just kind of went to the lobby and kind of hung out there at the bar. And I waited until he pulled up with three Escalades. And then I immediately knew. So I grabbed the piece and I like walked out. And then he walked over to me as he saw me bringing it to him. And he was like, this is super dope. Thank you so much. Like, Cardi wasn't with him. I would have loved to get a picture with Cardi. It would have been so cool. <laughs> She's, I know, like, this might sound awful. I'm not a huge fan of, like, her music per se. But I'm also, like, really weird and I really like soundtracks. And, like, that's predominantly what I listen to is, like, soundtrack music. Yeah. Um, but I just think she's the funniest person on the planet. She is funny. And her birthday is literally right before mine. So if her mom had just, like, waited just, like, one more day, we would have had the same birthday. And I just think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, super cool. <laughs> but I think it's, like, I saw that and I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. I was like, this kid's made it. He just handed a picture of Offset's daughter to Offset. Yeah. And I was like, he's going to go places. <laughs> you know, he's set. It's fine. Well, I, I mean... Do, I wonder, like, where is it in his house? Uh, yeah, that, I don't know. I don't know. You should just message him and be like, can I see my picture? <laughs> like, I kind of miss it. <laughs> like, I just want to see where it's placed. I don't know. He probably wouldn't respond. I feel like they get so many DMs, they, like, probably, like... Yeah, it's just, it's really hard to get a hold of those yeah. people. It's, like, super hard. Like, yeah. you I have mean, to know a guy who knows a guy who mm -hmm. hangs out with him. Mm -hmm. basically i just think about how many like dms sometimes i get and like i can't keep track of them all yeah you know like and i don't we don't get that many you know but we get enough to where i'm just kind of like okay this is a lot yeah like, this is a lot right now my phone never stops what has been the best moment for you in your career as an artist <sighs> the best moment for me was the kobe bryant court release date reveal date November 20th, 2020 was the best day of my entire career, for sure. Um, so that was the mm -hmm. reveal date of the Kobe Bryant mural. The, uh, all the kids came out to the court. Aww. All the teachers, Bay News 9, Fox, Telemundo, um, ABC, like all the news stations were there. Uh, the mayor was gonna come, but she had COVID at the time, so she, like, sent, like, mm -hmm. someone for her, the superintendent of schools, um, the principal, and just, like, other 
important people. And I just remember, like, feeling like it was, like, the ending of a happy movie. Like, the ending of a Shrek movie. Whereas, like, you know, like, it's, like... Yeah. It's, like, everyone's, like, celebrating and just, like... It literally felt like the happy ending of a movie. And I've never felt so... That was after he passed, right? Like, that was done after. So, you know, he had passed and... You know, and then that, and that, that mural's, like, it's a basketball court. That's big. It's 8,000 square feet. You know, like, that's the probably, what, the biggest thing you've done so far? Or yeah, have you done, it, yeah. No, that's definitely the biggest. It's 80 by 100 feet. Like, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. In I, the Florida heat. Uh, it was November slash October when I did it, so. Not so bad. Not, Not so, so bad, bad yeah. yeah. Not so bad. Um, and you were trying to do, you're trying to do another one, aren't you? I am trying to do another one. I have to put it on the back burner at the moment. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get the funding before the school, the school that I was going to do mm-hmm. a LeBron mural at had a, um, they had a tent put up. So I can't see it from a drone perspective anymore. Okay. So it's like basically like not. There's going to be a lot. In, my, in yeah. my opinion, it's just not worth it because I won't be able to see it from above. Like, I can mm-hmm. I can still do it. And, like, we talked about this. Um, I can still do it, but it just wouldn't look cool. Like, from, like, the drones I view, like, that's what really makes it cool. Like, when you can see it from above. Yeah. Because um, you get the full, like, scale and, like, yeah. full understanding of really what is it you've just accomplished. Right. That you can't get looking just down at it with your eyes, like, on the, the ground. Right. Well, do you think you'll move the LeBron mural maybe to another school? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to do. So, I'm just, I don't know what school yet. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of putting it on the back burner for now. Um, until I get my projects out. The way I'm, like, trying to go into 2022 with no projects and then being like, okay, but my commissions are open, and then just seeing, yeah. and then just seeing what happens, and like, you know, I can just make my own pieces. I I need a month to like make my own pieces. Yeah. And then, from there, I'll do like commissions here and there, murals. Maybe a month to take a vacation, unwind <laughs> a little bit. December is gonna be a good little vacation month for me nice and then also in february too nice so i have it planned that's good you have to take a break every now and again yeah and then so what do you wish the city of tampa and saint pete knew about what it took to be an artist i would probably say it takes a lot of time to develop skill the skill set Mm mm-hmm and you have to do a lot of weird things as an artist like a lot of different things like not like your traditional like nine to five like it's just such a different layout of of a career so I feel like people don't really understand when like you're like giving them prices on like paintings mm-hmm. and stuff like what why does it cost like that like what because 
that's like the blood, sweat, and tears from like five years yeah. of like me leading up to this. Like, yeah, I can make your piece in like eight hours, but I'm not charging you per hour basis. That's like, it took me a long time to get those, mm-hmm. it like to get those like um, that skill set. Same thing like as a, as a doctor. Like you go to school for like eight years. It's like an artist. You have to like experiment and like do different things and like you know be that so it's like when you come to an artist who's like you know what they're like making and stuff like I think um, you know be ready be ready to pay them (laughs) yeah ultimately so then what do you base if I can really ask this question, but what do you base in a sense your prices off of? If you're not necessarily charging them hourly, is it pretty much just how long it's taking you to develop that skill set? Um, so it's based off size and, okay. and design. Okay. So let's say you want one of these, um, which is a two foot radius circle. It's a big circle. It's a big circle. I've I've I'd do these for like five hundred, and I epoxy okay. them after. So, okay. So like it looks like that. Yeah, one it looks there. nice and shiny and pretty, and it lasts nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the, like the biggest thing when it comes to like art or any creatives is you, like. I think as a society we've decided it's not necessarily an important skill. It's no, it, by no means is it like mandatory. Yeah. Like, we don't put a lot of emphasis or effort into it it's it's almost like in a sense like society doesn't care too much so then when you're coming to an artist and you're like well i want this you're not willing to accept the price that they give right because they don't think of it as like no they just oh you're just putting colors on there yeah and they don't understand it's right. like would you go to a doctor and if a doctor says well i can do this for you for this price are you gonna argue with them yeah it's like if a doctor gives you one shot and they're like the bill's like 400 yeah. it's like you just took took like two minutes you did yeah. it it's like you're not gonna argue with the doctor exactly because it's essential so um in the same way like i don't argue with people yeah. when they're like what's why is that the price and i'm just like i don't even respond at that point yeah. <laughs> i was like yeah just don't don't even argue with them and i'm i'm a very firm believer and i'll die on this hill that i've lived in st pete my entire life yeah okay i seen it when it was like a rundown like not a very fun town there was nothing here yeah okay you didn't go to downtown st pete Right. Okay, and I say this a lot, but maybe eventually you'll kind of dive into somebody's head and they'll maybe listen. Okay, the artists really built that city. Yeah. It is the reason why it is the way it is. It is the reason why there's so much money in the city now, and it's the reason why St. Pete's on the map. Plain as day. Yeah. Don't argue with me on it unless you have sources and facts, because I have my sources and facts to prove you otherwise. Yeah. Plain and simple, you know. But... I think the artists probably are the ones that get shit on the most. Yeah. There's a reason why you live all the way out in Riverview. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So then, what do you want the next year to look like for you? Um, next year? 
Um, what is next year going to be like? What, 2022? 2022, yeah. Um, all blending together. Crazy, this year's going by so quiet. Um, next year, um, next year my, like, goal is to have, have my place be, like, muraled and, like, basically, like, I want to make it a museum. I want them to, like, I want this place to be, like, Michael Jackson's house where they didn't tear it down or they made it, like, you know, like... I want them to make it a museum, literally. Little Rojo Museum. A little Rojo Museum. In the yeah. middle of like a random neighborhood. Like, for yeah. real. Like, I think I could make everything so cool. I'm gonna paint literally everything except the floor here. Okay. So, like, furniture. I mean, the furniture will like come and go. And for the most part, everything will be for sale in here. Like, okay. that can, that can, you can take. Take off? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, like, why not? And so then like you're not gonna get in trouble for any of that no no like you like you own this like yeah. you can do whatever you yeah well I mean I own it I it's a, I have an HOA though so I can't yeah. do anything on the outside on of the it outside but the inside's free game the inside I just can't like you know like build a wall in the middle yeah. of like I can't like build anything or um but I can paint it and I yeah. can modify stuff and go for I it, can then. go crazy that way yeah and yeah I'll, I'll make it like a really cool place and i'll bring like select people here and eventually i want to start like a little like fun like one minute like one to five minute like game show where like you can win art i love that so I it's game like shows. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we watch a lot of the game show network at our house yeah <laughs> we love game shows i think it'd be cool if like the prizes were like art like something yeah. you can't buy yeah. something that's like handmade something that's unique um i have yet to see that so if by the time this place is done um that hasn't been created yet like i'll make it just do it anyway even if someone did create it i'm sure you can do it 10 times better yeah just do it anyway yeah you know like i that's a great freaking idea um i love that yeah so whatever you do don't play family feud with us okay we're family you know we're really good at it but we are really vicious <laughs> i would stay away from uno too you know those those games look like they could get there you get ugly yeah so then, how do you stay motivated as an artist? How do you stay motivated? Because um, I feel like sometimes the struggle, like when you're doing something that you're so passionate about it and it turns in like necessarily to a job. Yeah. It's sometimes hard to like stay motivated and keep that passion alive. Um, bills are definitely a motivation. Yeah. Um. I would say creative freedom is a motivation when someone comes to me and is like, do whatever on this. And then I design something and then they're like, I love that. I love doing those projects because mm -hmm. it's something that I made Yeah. and I designed. So I love bringing it to life. And then the projects that are like super like 
kind of like put in a box like I want my dog painted like this painted like that then it's kind of like okay it's not as um it's not as enjoyable but I still do it you know because mm-hmm. like I just I know myself and I know what I can what I can handle mm-hmm. like pieces that take me more than more than four days that's where I start to fall off and like if I really don't like the design then I start to kind of put it on the back burner and I just hesitate to work on it but I do I do work on those and I power through and I have a lot of patience and um, sometimes I'll just take a chill day and just you know like enjoy myself and take a break i don't have to work seven days a week sometimes i choose to work seven days Mm -hmm. a week 12 hours a week and sometimes i'll work two days a week but that's the beauty of it yeah um for the most part i have a really good work ethic a lot of um artists will come up to me and be like dude you're always making stuff Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah. I'm so, like, I want, like, your work ethic is, like, crazy. And I'll be like, yeah, I mean, it, it like, I ha- I can grind. Yeah. But I also, like, enjoy my free time. That's a good balance, though, to understand and have it. You can do that, but then you know when you need to take that break. And yeah. just go have fun. Yeah. Because you don't want to burn yourself out either, you know? Right. Like, a mental breakdown is never fun. No, it's not. Yeah. So it's, like, doing different things to keep life yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. It must be validating, too, when someone comes up to you and they're like, I love your art. I want some. Or, like, I want you to paint this wall. And they're like, but I don't care what you do. Like, just just go have fun. Yeah. You know, because in a sense, like, they trust the professional. Right. To really kind of, like, get something cool where they want something cool. Right. You know? Uh, it is validating. Um, it feels good. It, it's where I want to be. I don't want to be doing commissions for like ever you know i want to be doing stuff that i want to that i think of and like it's hard because on one hand you know commissions are great too that means people want you right but then on the other hand you're just kind of like i just want all the freedom to just just buy my art I yeah just sit here and do it and then you guys just buy it the crazy thing is though the most money i've ever made is from pieces that i make yeah like that sell yeah so like um for commission like Tom Brady Tom Brady mm-hmm. the Tom Brady piece that I made um, that one sold for like five grand nice and I was so excited um, when that sold because it was a piece that I spent a thousand dollars into and just kind of bit the bullet to make it what it was yeah I, I coated it with 11 gallons of epoxy the bread so that it didn't mold and yeah. it was completely covered and it just like it's it's encased in epoxy but it was a learning lesson because i poured i mixed five gallons of epoxy together which is like a big no-no because epoxy reacts with, with itself you can't yeah. you can't mix too much epoxy because it'll dry really quick luckily i had the right conditions to mix the epoxy and then I poured it into the piece, but the bread started rising 
on the epoxy. It didn't like it, it's like the bread was on there, and I was thinking like four or five gallons, and it like coats over it, right, no, and like sinks and to the bottom, of- and it floated up, and I was like. I remember I was like kind of freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like pushing the bread down and like, and it like just come back up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And so I waited for it to dry. So then it's like five gallons underneath the bread. So now I have to pour another. I got like another four gallons, mixed it together, and I poured it on top. And then what started happening was the bread, when it reacts with epoxy, when it's coated mm-hmm. completely over it, because now it was stuck in. So now when I pour the epoxy, it was like going to be coated. Yeah. When it reacts with bread, it like bubbles because there's so many holes in the bread. Mm-hmm. So like it was constantly bubbling and like to fix that you go with a blowtorch and you would just go around and just and that's how you get all the bubbles out but it was consistent bubbles it wasn't like a normal epoxy piece where like i'll go over the piece three times usually with the torch and it won't bubble anymore versus this it was like constant by the time i was like on one end there would be tons of bubbles on the other end and like i was going for two hours just in a circle around this piece like and at one point i just had to give up because it was not it worked out though it sold for five grand it was not working with me yeah yeah i know i was so thankful for that and it was super cool i would cry i would cry like, dude, my partner would come in there and he'd be like, what are you crying about? I would just play bubbles. I like, know. I would just I was, cry. I like, was freaking out because it was $1,000 in epoxy. And, yeah, it was. Um, you're like the little fish for finding Nemo bubbles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that. But, yeah, it worked out. You sold it for five grand. And now you don't have to worry about that ever again. Yeah. Um, now I know. So smaller pieces yeah see that's where like i took that like that bread burning Mm -hmm. from the one artist but then he never preserves it so like i thought to preserve it with the resin so like um you gonna do any more of those oh yeah 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 more stuff with food in general i think that would be fun honestly yeah have like a whole food series yeah yeah okay i got my eye on you yeah i'll be waiting for it it's coming you know it's coming I know you have your vacations coming up. But no, De- December December is coming. No, November. November it's coming. Okay. December it'll be revealed. Oh, okay. So it's coming soon. We gotcha. So then if you had to create one last art piece for whatever reason, I know the dreaded question, <sighs> who would receive it? Or would you just leave it in your museum? Um, your future museum? I would give it to Gary V. Gary V is a dude that I just listen to, you know, like I have him on my feed on like Instagram and like I'm in his like text community and he is so motivational and he just talks real like he he's not afraid to sugarcoat it. 
to sugarcoat the process of being like an entrepreneur and like yeah. doing the things that you have to do. You have to wake up early. You have to go grind. You got to do the mm-hmm. things that most people aren't willing to do yeah. to be successful. And he's such a good influence to have. And like, I've never met him. I've never like, like, I just follow this random guy on the internet and he's like motivating my life. And that's where like things like the Kobe Bryant mural, like mm-hmm. that, if I not even like if I didn't have that influence, I don't know where I would be. Like real okay. realistically, like he's a huge impact yeah. on me when I started listening to him. I really started like understanding the like things it takes and like yeah. he really puts it on a silver platter for you, doesn't yeah. sugarcoat it, so it's really interesting how sometimes it's the people on the internet that we really we don't we don't know who they are we just listen to them on the internet who really inspire us and motivate us the most and really get our butts into gear yeah you know the internet man it's a fascinating place it is yeah love it and hate it yeah you definitely have to get have a good balance for it yeah because if you consume too much you're like don't even get me started on that oh man Thank you so much, though, for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to little old us. You know. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I'm sorry it took so long. No, don't <laughs> even apologize. I'm happy we could finally just dive into the mind of Rojo. Thanks for listening, St. Pete. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. For some fun behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning St. Pete. We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool.